Yeah, this is Ed Gillespie, candidate for governor. And where are you right now? I'm actually in Fairfax County. What I've started with in this round of interviews is give me your, your final pitch to voters. We're only about a week away. Well, we've got to get Virginia growing again, and I have a plan to do that. Uh, we have been in the bottom 10 states in economic growth under this current administration. We've got more people moving out of Virginia than into Virginia, and have had that for three straight years now. Doesn't always feel that way in Northern Virginia, but across the Commonwealth, we've had more people move out than move in. That had never happened before since we started collecting the data in 1978. And it reflects a lack of opportunity here. And we've got to get uh, our economy going, create jobs, raise take-home pay, and help people lift themselves out of poverty, as well as pave more roads and improve our public schools. And I have a plan that will do all those things. You know, that sounds like a great general election message, but we're looking at the Republican primary here. What makes you different from uh, Senator Wagner and uh, Chairman Stewart? Well, I think the specifics, the specifics of my policies are very thought through and uh, there for Virginia voters to look at and, and see how they'll improve the quality of life for all Virginians. My across-the-board tax cut to our individual income tax rates of 10% across the board, which have not been cut since they were put in place in 1972, 45 years ago, uh, would uh, result in the creation of more than 53,000 good-paying private sector full-time jobs. The job creation and the increase in full-time jobs versus part-time jobs, as well as the tax relief, would com combine to result in an increase of disposable income for the average family of four of nearly $1,300 a year for us to spend as we see fit. And, uh, you know, a lot of Virginians have been working for the past five years at flat wages and salaries, and uh, but prices have gone up for health care, college, food, housing, and, and people are feeling squeezed. And uh, my tax relief would help ease that squeeze. And it would also allow for more small businesses to form and to expand. And really, small business formation and expansion is the key to the future growth of the Commonwealth. And, uh, uh, you know, my policies will do that. But you're confident that that's realistic. Senator Wagner, who's on the Senate Finance Committee, says, come on, there's no way that you can do this and still provide any services you want from the state. But you're confident this is realistic? Well, we're projecting $3.4 billion in increased revenue to our Treasury over the next five years. And what I'm saying is let's increase spending on core government functions like education and law enforcement and transportation. But don't take uh, $1.4 billion from, from uh, Virginians, allow them to keep more of their hard-earned tax dollars through this across-the-board cut in our individual income tax rates. So we'd actually be increasing spending, but at the same time, we'd have more people back into the workforce. We'd be uh, getting good-paying jobs. We've been swapping out good-paying jobs for low-paying jobs for a decade now. We've shed 69,000 manufacturing jobs in Virginia over the past decade. And it's one of the reasons the, the we phase it in over three years, and it's one of the reasons that uh, the money committee chairs in the uh, House of Delegates and the State Senate have all endorsed my plan. Uh, Senator Wagner's colleagues in the State Senate who, uh, you know, are responsible for uh, making sure we, you know, balance our budget every year, which we're required to do, and his colleagues in the House of Delegates on the money committees have endorsed this plan because they know it's done in a responsible manner. You talked about uh, transportation. What what exactly would people be able to expect if you were elected governor? As far as you know, you know our traffic up here. You've lived up here. What's what can people expect to change? 
I do. Well, we need to prioritize our spending when it comes to uh, our traffic dollars and transportation dollars. And I love, you know, uh, bike paths. I, I ride my own bike and uh, ridden the Mount Vernon Trail many times, but uh, we've got to put the money into congestion relief and we've got to prioritize those projects uh, properly. Uh, we've got some projects in the works, obviously, that'll be helpful to us here in Northern Virginia in terms of, uh, you know, extending the hot lanes on 95 to Fredericksburg and an additional crossing over the Rappahannock. The the 66 uh, widening and, and uh, the project there are very important. Uh, but there's more that we can do in terms of being smart, not just in terms of, uh, you know, building more roads, which we need to do, but also uh, managing our traffic uh, patterns better. And, and uh, I'm coming forward with a transportation plan. I've got nine different policy development working groups, and we've got some very innovative proposals and ideas that will help ease congestion and, and uh, make it easier to get home in time for dinner. Would you support a, a dedicated tax for Metro of some kind? Metro has to get its spending under control, and I appreciate the leadership that uh, Congresswoman Barbara Comstock has been uh, displaying in, in Washington and in Congress on this. Uh, the, the cost of Metro per passenger mile is higher right now than uh, the mass transit systems in New York and Boston and San Francisco. and. Uh, you know, before we start talking about imposing taxes on hardworking Virginians who, who pay a lot of taxes as it is, uh, we need to make sure we, we're doing everything we can to get costs under control. But if they, if Metro did demonstrate to your satisfaction that they did that, would you support some kind of dedicated? tax, you know, whether it's that sales tax or some other form? I, I do not support a tax increase uh, on Virginians right now. Okay. Um, does, uh, I mean, looking at June 13th, but also looking at November, what do you think President Trump, do you think he helps, he hurts, he has no impact on this election in Virginia, both? What do you think? Look, I, I think when uh, President Trump is putting forward policies that are good for Virginia, and many of them are, if we can make sure Norfolk remains the largest naval base in the world, and uh, we're building more ships in Newport News, we're able to put more of our transportation dollars into uh, into Virginia, which is why we don't need a tax on Virginians for Metro or uh, for gas tax, uh, as as one of the other candidates in the in the race uh, proposes. Uh, when when we're stopping the war on coal, uh, when we're allowing us to develop our oil and gas resources off our deep sea coast, you know, those are good policies uh, for us. And, uh, you know, if the administration, uh, you know, I, I disagree with uh, zeroing out Chesapeake Bay cleanup funds, that's very important to us here in the Commonwealth. And, you know, I look at everything through a prism of how does this, uh, you know, affect Virginia? And uh, if it's good for Virginia, I will work shoulder to shoulder. If it's bad, I will oppose. We've talked a lot about transportation and taxes. Is there some issue that isn't maybe getting so much attention that you feel like you could make a difference in that you'd like people to know about that you would be working on if you were elected? Well, I'm very concerned about the opioid and heroin epidemic that has swept the Commonwealth. You know, we are losing on average uh, three Virginians a day die from opioid and heroin overdose. And we've got to uh, address this uh, from a number of different perspectives. Uh, we need to address it through education earlier and, and intervention. Uh, we need to address it through treatment. We need uh, criminal justice reforms. This is a, a 
criminal justice issue. It's a public health issue. It's a workforce issue. And it is, uh, you know, obviously devastating families. Uh, literally, people are dying from it. It's breaking up families. And so uh, this is a, a high priority. And, and uh, you know, it's something that we can't allow to become a partisan issue. This really needs to be something that we bring people together and uh, address, you know, as a, as a commonwealth and, and uh, deal with. When you talk about working together and things, obviously you've worked in government, but you haven't been elected. Do you think that matters, or do you think that helps, or do you think it uh, it hurts, or you just think you have a different type of experience? I, I think my experience working at the highest levels of Capitol Hill and in the White House and in the private sector, I've started three successful small businesses. Kathy and I know what it's like to put your house down as the collateral on a loan to meet payroll and pay rent for the first year you open your doors. I know the risks that entrepreneurs take and the challenges small businesses face and my policies will make it easier to take those risks and face those challenges. Uh, so to me the combination that I've had of uh, work uh, in the legislative branch, the executive branch of the federal government, and in the private sector will help make me an effective governor on day one. And I think you see that now with the support I have in the General Assembly. A majority of Republicans in our House of Delegates and our State Senate have publicly endorsed me. They're working with me on these policies so that when elected, we can, we can deliver on the promises we're making on, in this campaign. Will you win on June 13th? I'm doing everything I can to make sure I win on June 13. I believe we will. I can feel it everywhere I go. I've been campaigning all day today on a Sunday. Uh, I campaign all day, every day, and I can feel a lot of momentum out there. And if I am the nominee for the Republican Party, I'll run a campaign that makes us all proud, mostly by winning it. But more importantly, if, I, if I'm elected governor of the Commonwealth we love, uh, be a governor who makes us proud.